Welcome to the SQL Podcast. My name is Andrew Miok, and today I am here with a special motherfucking guest. I have been so excited to be getting this man on for such a long time. This is episode 45, and his name is Sim. I'm going to give a background about his life and who he is, and we're going to be shooting shit back and forward all day today. Is if, if this is your first time listening to the SQL podcast, welcome because you are in for a treat today. He is literally the best fucker I know. The only guy I get scared if I leave a woman in his presence because I know he is going to outdo me and he's going to fuck a woman. So I've learned a ton from this man and not to mention a lot of his backstory. But if it's the first time listening to this podcast, I highly recommend you go listen to the rest of the podcast, check out all the information and get all the insights and always, if you have any questions that you would like covered about sexuality or anything about um, dating relationships, but mainly sexuality because we are a sexuality podcast and we love telling you our dirty fuck stories so you can learn from them and have the best sex that you've ever had in your life. And we always talk about being the best a woman's ever had inside and outside the bedroom, making men men again and leaving a, Buddha, a woman better and wetter. I actually said Buddha because we actually have a Buddha here. But before I get into a bit of backstory about Sim, I just want to say hello, Sim. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. I've been excited to talk to you for a long time on here. You know, me and you always talk so much shit and shoot and shoot shit to each other heaps of times. So this is going to be good to actually get it out there and allow people to have a sneak preview of what we actually talk about in our lives and all the above. So we've got so many interesting topics to cover and I can't wait to get into some of the nitty gritty. This has been coming for such a long... This is this has been coming for such a long, long, long time. We've been talking and discussing this and finally I pinned him down because he is such a busy man. But in saying all this, if you do want to know more about what we do at Sexual Quantum Leap, you can go sexualquantumleap.com and just go have a look at all the stuff there. Listen to all the podcasts and there will be YouTube coming out and all that jazz. But in saying that today, the special guest that we have brought on is a fucking legend and i'm not just saying this because 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 we actually met about what six years ago now yeah about six years yeah about six years ago this man like humbles like makes me like fucking humbles me he is like he runs his own company and his own company is called um sim move all about movement about being um fitness and he talks a lot about how to eat healthy how to fucking live an awesome life and he's going to elaborate on that more as well then he runs a company also called playing with fire so spinning the fire stick and he's like this dude like in front of me like has been like a beast with women understands sexuality, understands dating, understands women, and also understands the body better than anyone I know. Competed in body, um, you did bodybuilding mm-hmm. competitions. Did you do powerlifting as well? Bodybuilding, powerlifting, strongman. Um, yeah, did the whole Shazam, athletics, basketball, did all the different sports and whatnot. Um, yeah, it was quite a few things. And if you guys are from Victoria, he doubled my enter score. So that's it. So <laughs> if you don't want to know what an enter score is, basically it's like when you finish your last year at school, he just fucking made me look like a bitch. So this guy all around just is a phenomenal human being. And back in the day, we ran sex parties together. We always crossed ideas about meeting women. We've had crazy debaucherous experiences. I always talk about the black mamba, about who he is, but he is with me today and we're going to do this one. And this is going to be a bit of an introduction about his life I'll be asking him questions. We'll be shooting shit back and forward. But as I said, his knowledge and his understanding about things, about life and the areas, he's gone into so much detail to get them. So today, I want to like 
give the floor to him because as I said, we've been with women at the same time. We've seen things, we've run the sex parties, we've had like our highs, we've had the lows, we've had the breakdowns. He's seen me at when I've been at my worst, when I've been broke, when I've been in tears and he's always been there and had my back. Now enough sucking his dick. Well, you don't know if I'm actually doing it, but we could be <laughs> at the same time. But we've got Buddha here with the micro, um, we've got Buddha here with the headphones and Sim's going to be dropping his knowledge as I was saying. And I, what I'm going to do is break it down, but Listen up, because this guy knows back to front a lot of things. And you know what's the best part about him? He's always so humble with a beginner's mindset. So he's not coming across with an arrogance like, I have to know everything or I know everything. It's always like, who can I learn and who's the best in the field? And that's what he's always done. He's always done this, learned from the best people in their field and absolutely made them look like a bitch. But not trying to, just his humility and really fucking making shit happen. But if that's not an introduction, I don't know what is. But Sim, one of my best fucking friends, a brother from another mother, and it is so awesome to have you here. So yeah, man, if you want to jump in and give a little bit of backstory from your perspective. Also, I just want to jump in and the first thing I want to say is like, from a skinny fucking Indian dude with like a fucking really rough upbringing, because we do get a lot of listeners going, well, I'm different, Andy, you're a fucking white Aussie dude who looks like a um, skinny vegan hippie. But then like... Sim had like a pretty like intense upbringing as well because I know like we have a lot of like guys like who are Asian or Indian or very like strict upbringing from parents as well so there's a lot of stuff um, as well that you've been through in the respect of like the cultural narrative and even being in a western school man so loved to hear all about that today man so thank you for being here fuck yeah well I'm excited to to chat and thank you so much for the introduction that was a fucking ecstatic amazing introduction and i'm kind of flattered to actually think of myself like that <laughs> so uh it's good to actually be in the position where i can actually talk to you and get it out to the world and, and whatnot and you're a fucking phenomenal dude given to create something like this a, a catalyst or an environment where we can share ideas and share thoughts about life sexuality and our lives and give people an insight towards you know just all the crazy shit we've done and all the crazy things we've seen and give people an understanding to deeper into deep understanding of life and who we are and all that kind of jazz and hopefully allow them to incorporate it some something into their life as well it's going to be so exciting so yeah to see you come from the ground up and actually see you grow from fucking holding you in the kitchen when you were crying uh, that one time a yeah yeah i'll times. be a multiple times i'll be getting we'll be definitely be getting to that that's yeah, really interesting stuff he's actually he was actually broke down in the kitchen one time i'm like cunt you're all right and then he looked at me and just started crying that's just like just comfort him and hold him <laughs> It's all it's all the crazy shit that has gone on that no one has seen. They they only see the external stuff. They see, you know, the crazy, um, crazy energetic, highly like, like like a strong kind of like intelligent like like personas that Andy or even myself put on. But then they don't see all the internal, the sensitivities, the intricacies of who and what it's taken for us to get to the point of us now which is like you know a lot more grounded and we had to go through all the turbulence and whatnot all to go through all the the childhood journey and like the prince's journey to slowly start building our king kinghood i guess is a good way of putting it too many times holding me in the kitchen and i'm crying oh yeah the the breakdowns the breakthroughs being like i remember times like we're walking about and like like there's so many times that guys don't talk about this but having really intense relationships and actually going through these intense relationships and actually being on the other side and having someone there to support and so sim's always been my right hand man for this and always been willing to call me out on my shit from day dot and being like 
he's been a massive catalyst about like I remember there was a time I was fucking broke, I had nothing. Goes cunt, what are you doing? Stop banging hoes and go get a job. I go, <laughs> but dude, I'm this. He goes, dude, you need money. And then he's like, I'm like, I'm like fucking crying again, and he's holding me. But there's so many things we can go into. But I want to say this man has really taken me on the journey. And just on that note, having someone who's going to keep you 100 percent accountable as well. But let's start off at the start, I reckon, man. Mm. Let's start off at the start. And I, I briefly touched on about your upbringing as well. Yep. And you can tell them about that as well. Yeah, totally. Um, let's start with... Um, yeah, so my parents were born in Singapore. And uh, my grandparents are from the north of India. And we've got a bit of Persian influence in us as well. So think about it as like Indian-Persian kind of influence. Mainly from mainly from North India there, but they, my parents grew up in Singapore, and they were really, you know, that if you, anyone knows the culture of Singapore, they know it's very stringent in terms of studying, fitting that cultural norm, fitting a boxed a boxed mold where you get a good job, you get married, um, you study really hard, you become in, intellectually superior than your peers, or you try to be. And don't get me wrong, like you're 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 up against some super smart Asian people. There's heaps of smart Asian people there. And yeah, there's a stereotype that they have high IQs because they fucking do. And Were you born in Singapore? No, I was born in Melbourne. So I was born in Melbourne, but my parents were born there and they came here like 50 years ago. And me and my sisters, I have two older sisters, they were born here. And yeah, I pretty much grew up in Australia. I was a brown kid at school. And there was like only a couple of Asian people and a couple of brown kids and that was it. So it was tough in that sense. You know, I got called... A whole heap of brown narrative names such as curry muncher such as there's a whole heap of shit like it's like like you know connotations towards like color of shit and all that kind of stuff when i was younger and that did you know play a part in terms of my confidence at school like growing up i, I always wanted to be that white kid or feel like i felt like i belonged especially in primary school and whatnot but the good thing that helped a lot with me in a social hierarchical point of view i was really good at sport and I was, yeah, I was tall and I was very athletic. So that helped. Without that, I think I would have struggled a little bit to climb this, uh, uh, any sort of, be in any position in a hierarchy. Um, so being good at sport did help. But at the same time, you know, like well, I was always betrodden by the cultural narrative that was in place 20 years ago. Now it's very different, but back then it was very much like that. You know, so yeah, my parents were super strict on me. I wasn't pretty much, I wasn't allowed to go any any real parties or anything to like the age of 18. Um, I would go, but I'd be picked up by like 9 p.m. and I'd be in bed by like fucking 10 p.m., that kind of thing. And I wasn't, I didn't watch much TV, I was always in the books, always learning math, always learning about, um, like, I had to, had to read the dictionary for half an hour a day, that kind of thing. It was like, it was intense, but in a way, I kind of thank my parents for it because, like, I'm at a position now where I feel like I've really had a really strong foundational. So if anyone's from an Eastern influence uh, family, don't hate your family for doing it. They're doing it from where they see it as a point of love. It's how they express their love. They want you to have the most opportunity that they never had. And they come from that perspective, even though it is, yeah, definitely it does fuck you up in a sense. For me, somehow... Uh, it's definitely pushed me out and allowed me to actually gain a really high intellect. Not that I'm blowing myself up, but I, I, I am able to articulate myself and, you know, read deep, deep literature and understand, you know, things of quantum physics and biomechanics and all that kind of stuff in detail. So 
And I, I do attest that to my upbringing for sure. Um, yeah, that's it's it's crazy to like because my upbringing was completely different, like more of like mm. the Aussie upbringing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a bit more loose around the edges. But hearing that, and we get a lot of guys like saying, "Shit, it's tough for me because my 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 Chinese mom, my Chinese parents, and like my Indian upbringing or whatever it um, may be." And you're right; it's coming from a place of care at the end of the day and I, I really like what you're saying dude because the thing is I really love how people can relate to this and I know some of the clients that I've worked with you've actually worked with as well and some of the guys who have come on the retreats have actually talked to you about because they talk to Sim a lot about movement and stuff like that as well how to move their bodies better and we'll talk about that and that's the main reason actually we got him on the podcast before we ju- jump back into his story we got him here because it's so important to move your body and we're going to talk about the intricacies of that. Well, I'm going to let Sim take the fucking stage because that's his fucking zone of genius and he's been studying fitness for over like 12 years now. So it's insane that he's going to be dropping that perspective, but just understanding, like you guys really, I want to make it so clear. He is like taking full responsibility. He could have gone, that's it, fuck it. I'm the, I'm the skinny fucking Indian dude. He goes, fuck it. I'm not going to be that dude. I'm going to transform myself. And I've always loved what he said about chipping fucking away. And he's taught me about that because I'm more of a head in this and just jump into one thing and be really good at that one thing for a certain amount of time. Where Sims being very good across the board. Yeah, totally. I think uh, chipping away. And for me, I think my biological predisposition in, 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 in regards to actually how I do things, I'm very meticulous, but I chip away slowly at things and... That for me works the best. Everyone's wired differently. Like jumping into something is great, but at the same time, you specialize too hard in one department. You know, your beard grows out, your hair gets too long, your fucking pubes get too long, you forget to groom yourself, you know? <laughs> is, that, is that a projection? <laughs> is that a reflection of your projection? So when I, felt, so when, so when I saw Andy, when he came back from, from uh, um, overseas, when we came back from India, he was just fucking. He was a mess, you know. No, no, no I called enlightened. <laughs> he looked like uh, he looked like a uh, like a, mis- a mixture between Osho and Jesus. I couldn't tell couldn't tell who he was. <laughs> it's all a sex cult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, definitely. So I was yeah, Jeff, definitely. That's my predisposition to chip away things and learn things and be a really good learner and listener. That's one thing that is so important. Mm. To, to you, in order to learn, you have to be able to be an amazing listener. And you know you have to learn to shut your mouth and listen. And you can listen and learn something from everyone, no matter who it is, where they're from. You can learn something from them. And you need to take that mindset because if you're not, that's your ego just getting in the way. Your ego is inflated, thinking that you are going to like you're not learning anything by just conveying something that you already know to make yourself feel smart or important or intellectual because mm. you're not learning anything, you know. And listen to what the person has to say, and then you can provide them value based on what they're saying. Yeah, awesome. Well, let's take it back to where we are, where when you were, say, the skinny Indian kid. Yeah. Basically, you were good at you're good at school, but you're like, and you're getting a lot of like racial slurs, which, like, fuck, it's it's crazy to even hear that shit. Mm. What was the turning point for you and? It's, you said exercise and what more so the for sports, but like to really become like just even give you a background. Like if you want to check out Sims Instagram with the stuff, like you'll see this dude jacked, ripped, six foot fucking four, looking like a boss. But Rome wasn't built in a day. And guys like, well, he was just born like this. It's like, what was the turning point from like being the like that guy 
to start like the initial progression to go fuck it if i stay like this i see where this fucking road leads yeah 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 totally i think i think that connection was made in my mind early on as i as i was saying like i understood that being athletic athletic, athletically good like for example just the basic things in primary school running basketball being good at that did elevate your position in a social hierarchy and social hierarchy at the time being primary school like that was the paradigm i was in and to become any sort of elevated importance or people respect you that you could you could be good at studying but back then no one gave a shit about how good you were at studying if you were good at studying that or good at a maths test you'd probably get beaten up at lunchtime the reality of it was i made that connection very early on that athleticism and social status was you know a way of me having finding individualism and that did change that was the conception of something that was much greater and it did materialize into later on and now where you know being the um ideal um display of health instead of you know the body and the athleticism so being an ideal display of health will elevate your position in a social hierarchy. So in the dominance hierarchy, as Jordan Peterson always says, like if you're a healthy specimen, and by health, I don't just mean physically how you look. If the, It's the way you move. It's the way you communicate. It's the way your posture is. It's the way you eat. It's the way your skin looks. It's the way you, um, um, you know, it's the way you make love to a woman. It's so many things. It's a display of health. It's a display of a healthy mindset. It's what you talk about. It's what you say. If the things you say aren't in line with your truth and you even think falsehood or you verbally articulate falsehood, that suddenly means that anything that you do suddenly talk about that is truth it suddenly doesn't have that, um, it doesn't have that, what do you call it? Um, it doesn't have that realism attached to it because if you're not always speaking what is true, then the things that you you're, you forget what is true and what is not true and what you verbalize as true, you don't recognize. You know what I mean? So it's really important to always have that truism at top of mind. So it's that that's so, so fundamentally important. So being that epitome of health is what it became. So it started off as being, okay, I understand that being a kid and uh, being good at athletics and being physically, you know, like like strong and fast and all that kind of stuff elevated me so that it created this cycle and this journey to continually get better at it and that's how it sort of started the journey into a physical practice which became bodybuilding which became strongman which became powerlifting and there was a stage where it, i nearly fucked it all up when I, when I was like 14 or 15 like i was probably one of the best basketball players um in like in like the big locality like almost like i was playing state level basketball and i was really good at basketball mvp of all my teams and if i would miss one shot and my dad was watching me and he i'd miss one shot in the game even though i hit like 25 30 points in the game he'd walk out of the stadium and he wouldn't speak to me for three days and then it got to a point where it happened like six day games in a row and i was just couldn't handle like the person that I looked up to the most, because he's my dad, he's like God. It's like the image of God, essentially. Yeah. That's yeah. who your father is in that day. Like, 
always being so disappointed in me. It was more the fact of the disappointment, even though I thought I was doing good, but it was disappointment that made me quit basketball. I quit basketball, and you know what I started doing? I started playing Counter-Strike. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I started- Wait, yeah. <laughs> oh, When he first told me this shit, he's like, I played Counter-Strike because my dad was disappointed in me, like banging 30 points a game. I'm like, oh, jeez, mate. <laughs> but then... <laughs> Counter-Strike, like, let's just say, he's, he's like, you he got, he got, tell them, what, how far did you get in Counter-Strike? Uh, so, Counter-Strike, I was in the, in the top, at one stage, I was in the top three teams in Oceania, um, and then we, we actually played all the online competitions in the pre- in semi-professional league, and then we went to, like, the in-person competitions at, like, Sydney Technology, uh, Technology Park, we played in person in front of a crowd, and all that kind of shit, got sponsored, got paid to play, if I kept playing, I probably would have made it international, um, at a stage or probably would have gone overseas for a little bit if I really took it more seriously than I did even though I was taking it seriously the, hey, the only reason I'm laughing is like wait till you see Sims profile <laughs> as I said the dude's jack six foot four bangs fucking models and then he's like a he's like a beast at Counter-Strike <laughs> like he will tear anyone apart at Counter-Strike I've seen him on the computer because we used to live together a few times and it's just like when he's playing Counter-Strike it's like nothing matters even if the hottest chick walked in he's like sit on the bed and wait for me to finish (laughs) (laughs) Counter-Strike it's funny I've had girls just like waiting for me in the bed while I'm actually finishing a a competitive game of (laughs) Counter-Strike they're finishing himself off and they're like nah I'm I'm fucking doing this this shooting thing or whatever I don't even know what the fuck happens so I I, I nearly threw it all away uh, for Counter-Strike but you know Luckily, once I hit 18, I got the, I, I got like, you know, uh, a, a, a mid nineties, um, enter score, which is, I think, I think it's, it's, it's a pretty high enter score these days. And, um, my parents really became really relaxed with me after that, that point. They were like, all right, you've got your thing. You're in uni, you know, you're fucking weirdo. Like they, they really pulled the reins back. And I think that's when my parents started understanding more of the progressive nature of, Western society a, a lot more. They started becoming more chilled. They're like, all right, you guys are in uni now. We don't have to worry too much. You're not going to be a failure. Even though most people that stay, get, do really well at uni, get fucking, get so indoctrinated into the system that they become fucking, you know, like more more of a slave to the system and make less money and have less happiness in their life. <laughs> That's it. You're like going to India, like seeing that. If you're not a lawyer or you're not a doctor, you're a disgrace to the family. That's it. And if you don't marry someone in the same cast, what are you doing? But you know what? You, I've always said, mate, you're lucky being Indian. Your parents can always just find you a chick. If I if I don't end up finding a fucking woman down at the Frankston pub in Australia, yeah. then I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you can always get like a, a, a wife sent in. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I could have a wife sent in. And you know what? Like... 20 years, 30 years ago, I probably would have had to. You would probably, probably would have been really hard to actually game the, the like the local Australian chicks here. For sure. That would have been super, super tough, you know, being like the foreign dude. Like, I think, I don't know, my, my dad talks to stories where he, he reckons he was pretty good at game back in the day. <laughs> but he was a fob off the boat from Singapore. So, <laughs> I don't really know. But, uh, but he, like, like, he looked skinny. He, he had kind of had like a four pack going on. Like, back in the day when he was like 25, 30, I saw a picture, a picture of him. Kind of looked like this weird kind of hippie looking dude, but not really. Like, corporate dude at the same time. It was weird. And it was just so interesting. All our dads reckon they have game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we put them out in a bar and they stand there, drink their water and their soda pop. Yeah. 
stand in the corner. <laughs> yeah, they just got no idea what's going on in reality. <laughs> so we um got to the Counter Strike part. You yep. become a Counter Strike fucking champion. Yeah, oh, I got, you pretty much did. I pretty much did, and um um so I played Counter Strike for like you know from like I was started I started taking it up casually when I was twelve, and then I stopped playing professionally when I was like twenty three. But from the ages like 18 to 23, I really didn't take it as seriously um, as that much anymore. I only played like every now and then here and there. And I still played competitive though. So there's still like you know, our clan still had like a practice time like twice a week, like your basketball training. And we had our competition games and we had a, had a competition. So that, that was a whole nother world. But um, yeah, that, that was really fun. I had a great time. But yeah, I think I got introduced when I was 16 to the gym by my friend Buddy. So, Buddy's one of my friends from high school. He introduced me to the gym, and when I started, he was bigger than me. Um, he had big little biceps, and he was telling tell me how to do bicep curls. And I just looked at it, and I was just like, "This is me. I love this shit. Like, I like I can see me putting in an action, eating the eating protein, and getting muscles, and muscles somehow correlate to chicks. And at this age of sixteen to seventeen, I was like." This fucking works. And then was like after a few months, I was like getting a little bit bigger, and I'm like, "Fuck me!" Like girls are noticing my little, my little, my little cannons, and I'm starting to get like longer lingers. But before I was a skinny Indian, they got no lingers, like with the with the eyes. Oh, the linger, yeah. The, the eye linger. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I think I think I don't know. I don't know. Did Andy? Did Andy? Did you ever get into the gym when you were younger? Did you ever see it as a as a way of like getting chicks? Because I know you had the gift of the gab, and you fucking you probably just. Make them laugh, and next thing you know, their their dresses would be down to their knees. <laughs> I just look at them. Yeah, I was I was a little bit too crazy when I was growing up, as you guys know. I was a little bit of the annoying fucking kid who looked like he had too much energy and ADD. But when I was younger, I was actually in better shape. Now I just look like a skinny vegan hippie, and that's why it's so funny. Some guys, some guy actually got so angry the other day because he was talking to Pierre on the phone, and he's like, oh, "I can't wait to do SQL. I can't wait to come to the retreat." But pisses me off i look at andrew he's like this guy's like like jacked good looking he goes i actually get so pissed off that andrew's so skinny and he can i uh, know he knows more about sex than me and he can fuck better than me there's something he knows that i don't know and i want to learn it from him but it annoys me how skinny he is he was getting so pissed off at how skinny i was like that mentality and mps like yeah man it's all good bro like i understand where you're coming from but to answer your question yeah when i was younger i actually got really obsessed with the gym because i understood that like smv sexual market yeah, sexual marketplace value. Yep, that's correct. So SMV. And what happened, man? I got I got into it. It's like doing bicep curls and stuff, like really basic exercises. And I can't wait as well to really elaborate on your trajectory about how much you how much you did. But I did a lot of basketball as well. And but I was on the west side when I grew up. Mm. I was like basketball and tennis. And then when because a lot of influence from my mum, and I basically said. No, I don't want to do this shit anymore. And then as soon as I, as soon as I uh, left left school and I got out of the control from my parents, like under the room, they go, "You can't do boxing, you can't do footy." So I played football, Australian rules football, and then I um did boxing. <laughs> That's why I'm like, no, fuck you, mum. But definitely the it really got the notice as well, and it felt good to be good in the body, man. So yeah, 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 totally. So yeah, that, that's awesome. Like. Um, so yeah, what happened after that, man? So you're do, you're getting mm-hmm. you, so 16. You're getting you're getting bigger than your buddy at gym. Yep, I'm getting so it's like three four months in, getting noticing some attention from girls, feeling good, feeling stronger, noticing that 
you know what, like I actually really enjoy lifting weights and, you know, getting religious, like started looking at videos of Arnie and like bodybuilders at that stage. Like my friends started introducing me to protein shakes. So I'm like, oh fuck, do I need this to get big? I thought it was like steroids and like all these things like nitrous oxide that make to make, meant to make your veins get bigger and pump a bit bigger. They're just supplements you get from like the local supplement store. There's nothing too crazy. And things like creatine, which increase like the, the, the water mass in your muscles and your cells and all that kind of jazz and increase your strength a little bit a lot of it's all gimmicky rubbish that now i look back at it i don't take any supplements I haven't taken any for like five years even creatine so that only adds water yeah it does it, it does it does very little like if you have really low creatine levels i'd say take it but apart from that i wouldn't really bother to be completely honest i have never seen a massive difference in it if anything i think it does fuck your kidneys up slightly okay um i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend anyone to take it unless you have a specific reason or you have a really valid reason why you want to take it then i'd recommend it otherwise if you're just doing it for you you want to have it hold a bit more water weight and retention you're gonna look more bloated than anything else i just want to say this as well just before adding we don't want you to be us because we get a Mm. lot of guys like i want to be you andy travel around the world teach dudes how to fuck for a living i'm like no you don't (laughs) believe me there's been a lot of trials and tribulations or everyone looks at him like i want to be in sim's position like holy fuck the dude gets fucking women he gets to have a business he travels and like all this shit it's like yes it's cool good and well but do you and we'll talk i think we'll talk a bit we have like we'll talk for hours and hours but i just want to say that don't see us as the pinnacle yes we're growing we've done a lot of hard work but as we say there's been fucking times like even um sim just skimmed over it like having the upbringing like yeah it was tough like growing up like fuck he's like just like yeah it's tough some days were fucking tough. And same with me, like really like delving deep into it. And the reason we've got into the position we're in because we're po- following the path of most resistance. We're actually practicing, actually doing opposed to just like watching a YouTube video and making it happen. It's it's practice by doing and then uh, analyzing and then um, redoing, so to speak. Yeah, totally. Like I think everybody has to follow their individual spark of individualism and who they are. That's so important. Don't try to be anyone like that's one thing that i you know i think i figured it out quite early on don't be any don't try to be anyone be your own person yes learn off people if someone has a skill definitely learn off them put your own spin on it understand it incorporate it into who you are but don't necessarily be them and copy them you know what i mean 100 percent. so after that you got the chick started looking after. So I'm trying to keep it back on the track as much as yeah. we can, which is awesome, the tangents, but we'll try and get back. So mm-hmm. after you're getting bigger in gym and you're trying out, you're like people telling you try all these different things in the gym, yep. like yep. creatine, then after after that? Yeah, so, you know, I got to like, um, so pretty much my life from 16 to 18 was just study in gym. All I'd do was I'd go, I'd go, to, I'd go to school, I would fucking study i'd come home i'd fucking my mum would make me broccoli chicken have all that sorted out for me I'm so grateful for my mum. she's you know really helped me in all those departments she cooked for me every amazing day cook. amazing amazing cook she literally legit i'd come home there'd be chicken and broccoli waiting for me she'd cook big batches of two three <laughs> kilos a week and a two kilos of broccoli a week and sweet potato and she'd buy me eggs and all that kind of stuff so that was really good from my mom's perspective and of course my dad paid my gym membership and all that kind of jazz which was amazing and they really wanted me to focus on my study they were like look you can have the gym you can do all that kind of shit you just study and i'm like yep cool that's a good trade so i went to the gym six seven times a week for an hour or two a session 
and I got massive. I put on like 20 kilos of muscle. I was fairly lean. I was like at in year 12 when I was 17, I was weighed like 98 kilos from like someone who was like 70 kilos um, prior. It took me a year and a half to get to like 98 kilos. I was jacked. I should, I should fucking even should show you guys a photo. You'd fucking Natty flip. bro. Natty bro. Yeah, I was full <laughs> natty. People, people thought I was on gear. Even the teachers <laughs> thought I was on gear at one stage. I went so deep into understanding the intricacies of, of bodybuilding, researching the body, how to put on muscle and all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, I did really well at school. Got massive. Got into the uni course my parents wanted me, wanted me to get into. And... That's when the reins sort of were pulled away a little bit. But having said that, all the developmental years of conditioning, of thinking who I was and where I fit into society had already been done. Like, you know, and then now it was breaking through all that cultural stuff and breaking through the um, idea of who I was and what was important to me and, you know, all that stuff. And that really came from the people that I was around. And the people that I met, like people like Andy, was a huge part in change for me de- de- developmentally but when do we meet like you that was a bit 22. later you're, you're 22 20, you're 28 yeah i'm 29 uh, 29. 29 so it's almost seven years yeah so i'm 28 yeah fuck so you know people along the way really change and, and change your journey you're essentially going to be product of the closest five people and people always say that it's a very common statement and i think it's very true the people that you associate with are going to be so important in your de- in your development. So, anyway, back to so I won't go into too much of a tangent. Um, so back to it. So went to uni, <laughs> trained sim, heaps. Sim, sim study story, like yeah, I sat in the room, I did this, and I studied like this, and then I played Counter Strike, and then I jerked it. Yeah, <laughs> midget porn every time, every day of the week. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Look, like with with the training journey, you know, I did bodybuilding, powerlifting, all that kind of stuff. Afterwards, got really into it. Made, made a couple of really close mates at the gym. We all got into the bodybuilding together, strong, strong man together, competed in all that. Competed in Melbourne Strongest Man, came second under 95, a kilo division um, in Melbourne, which was a really good achievement. Did the bodybuilding, you know, placed top top 10, top five, something in some like inter-Australian competition, but didn't take it seriously. Did one bodybuilding competition and was like, nah, this is for me. This is shit. This is ego, ego, e, e, egotistical and validation seeking and it's not healthy. It fucks your metabolism, fucks your gut fucks the way you think of food, fucks your relationship uh, socially, like you can't enjoy yourself um, with, with food, which is the greatest joy in the world, as long as you do it healthily. What, what would you say to dudes who are thinking about taking roids? And I know we're gonna, it's going to be, don't ooh, do yeah. it. And yeah. like roids, like I'm going to do this to get pussy or to the perception. Yeah, so unless, unless you have a very specific reason, say you are the, say you are the top, 0.5% in a sport and you want to take steroids, whether it's legal or legal in the sport to get that extra 10%, 15% gain in performance, then yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably condone it. Say if you were like the top, uh, the top 20 MMA fighters in the world and there was no doping um, stuff, so people wouldn't test you for like doping drugs and you wanted to up your performance. Go fucking do it. You want to be the best? Go do it. If you're just a dude at, that's like, you know, pretty jacked and you want to compete in some bodybuilding and maybe you want to get more chicks, do not take steroids. It's fucked up. It just has no validity to your health, your performance. It, it, it adds nothing, absolutely nothing, but inflates your own ego and fucks up your hormones, fucks up your moods, fucks everything up. Like, 
I can go into real depth as to why you shouldn't be taking it. And there's so many reasons. Like, it will change your microbiome of your gut. It will change the way you digest food. It will change what, your hormones. What do, you, what do you mean microbiome? So, microbiome in, in my, the microbiome is essentially the bacteria that your body is made up of. And in your gut, there's a, is an ecosystem of bacteria that live in your gut, and it's called the microbiome. Your skin also has a microbiome, so it's all the different types of bacteria, viruses, uh, yeast, fungus, all that kind of stuff that live in your gut. And they are super important because they live in equilibrium with us. And once you get them out of equilibrium, which a lot of people have their microbiome out of equilibrium, so their bacteria might have too much bad bacteria, too much yeast, all these kind of things can give you um, chronic inflammation um, symptoms such as like chronic fatigue or depression or anxiety or you know constant joint pain or gut problems which is something that I've, 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 I'm struggling with at the moment which I, but I'm very much getting over I'm getting very much on top of it so when I went, when traveling came back my gut was fucked and it was just an unlucky case of food poisoning that kind of created that um, that dysbiosis which means things aren't in har- harmony with each other so yeah don't do steroids unless you have an extremely good reason to do it it's gonna fuck you up all right no steroids for me well if i did (laughs) that'd be fun so after all that man doing the gym and stuff like that and i know you were always like a student of life and that's how i've always seen you when so you did the gym you got jacked and what was the point you said nah fuck this this isn't for me because I can see because I can see how far you've come with your like gym journey and like even hearing it now and like knowing you it's like cool you can there's nothing wrong it's great if you're exercising and Sim and I talk about that but it's like Sim one and more it's like it's kind of like this weird thing and please correct me because this is your zone of genius it's like your level of awareness and your le- and it's going to piss off a lot of people by me saying this but your level of awareness and consciousness about the world and the way that you just want to go explore and do things is like if you're at the gym just doing bicep curls it's like I'm just saying, why am I fucking here? What is my main motivation? And if you're like, I'm doing this so I can be healthy, great. But then if you really find your own, own motivation is to get fucking pussy or to get accolades from people who you don't know, it's the same while guys, there's this um, subsect of the community called uh, the pickup community, which is guys actually sometimes go in there for validation for like to go look at me. So then you go, you go fuck some chicks and people go look at you. And that's why I got out of that shit because I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to have anything to do with that. And I know the gym culture is like, look how big my muscles are. Look how much I press. Where it's like, it's all fucking bullshit. But the more over time that I've seen, it's like the more aware you are. It's like, look at what you're doing now, to like your level of um your your level of simplicity, which is the same because you have evolved so much. Like you're doing movement, everything about the body. Like you just said a million different words about the the gut, which I'm like, holy shit, that's crazy. And then when you're saying that, it's like, fuck, you've gotten so aware, but the way that you move and the way that you feel is completely different to eating just like one fucking stagnant broccoli, chicken, and eggs. And mm. like, do you want to give some thoughts on that as well? Yeah, yeah, totally. 100%. So, you know, a lot of people, um, the, the idea of how fitness is in modern day is really, they've got it back to front. Like a lot of people think of fitness as a visual um, interpretation of themselves when it is an entire interpretation of yourself. Like fitness is everything. Fitness is from fitness and the physical practice is everything from the mind, the spirit, the body and the interrelation between all three. And it's so fucking important. And if you just go to the gym and do bicep curls 
at the start, if you attach the deepest meaning, see, and you make a very good point, Andrew, when you say the levels of awareness. So when you have chode awareness, okay, so chode awareness is... Basic awareness. Yeah, really basic awareness. And... I love, I love I love the word chode. It's so funny. <laughs> Chodes are us. It's just basically a word that when we're saying if someone has like low consciousness, and it's like, who are you to poke who has low consciousness and doesn't? It's like, <laughs> fuck off. We say what we say here at the SQL podcast, yeah. so take it or leave it. <laughs> Pretty much. So if you have chode level awareness, and we all go through chode level awareness in different in different topics and in different things throughout life, you know? Like for example, my chode level of awareness was I need to get jacked to get chicks and there has some there's some merit towards having a good physical body and and having a healthy body and correlation between healthy chicks getting attracting healthy chicks because you know the 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 same same species of of thought attract you know and same species of physical aptitude will attract each other for sure we're not saying as well we're not saying you don't have to be a skinny fucking hippie and just eat and be a fruitarian and just eat fruit for a diet we're actually saying it's actually amazing to be in really good shape yeah but what is the motivation yeah the motivation is so important you know what i mean yeah Yeah, if you're training purely to get chicks or to get validation i'll put that at level chode awareness so that's low level awareness of what's actually going on okay so that's where it normally begins that's where it began from began for me because i wanted to be elevated in a, a social hierarchy i wanted to feel better about myself i wanted to create that ego around myself i wanted to get chicks starts off there a lot of people start off there when they're 16 they're still there when they're 50 they're still there when they're 60 it just doesn't change they don't evolve that level of awareness or consciousness doesn't grow and that's where they fall into heaps of trouble because you you get to a point where you might put on a bunch of muscle and you get ripped and then you continually maintain it but then the meaning that's associated with just purely moving your arm so you're using your elbow as a as a hinge and just you literally just flexing your bicep up and down with a dumbbell is nil you're not getting any meaning or value from actually doing that exercise your bicep is already at a, at a decent level, you know, you're not actually gaining anything of value from it. When your awareness changes, things that create meaning in your life will change. So as you get older, as I've gotten older, my awareness of what's meaningful to me has changed. That's why I think Andy has always been kind of, you know, turned off by the whole idea of that bodybuilding culture or that gym scene because he looks at it straight away and it doesn't resonate with him because he's like, this is like a low-level awareness of consciousness. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Where's the meaning in this? But then when I talk to him something about movement or fighting or MMA, he sees the deep intrinsic meaning of it. He goes, wow, I'm going to be capable. My body's capable. This is, I'm building capability. I'm building confidence. I'm becoming a man. A man is good at hunting. He's good at providing. Being able to move, being efficient with my movement, being able to fight. These are things that all biologically hardwired in our body that we can be like, holy shit, mm. this is, has meaning attached to it. And it's always had meaning attached to it from, from as long as the human race has ever begun. You know what I mean? But moving your biceps up and down and pressing a weight, what meaning does that really have? 
Not much at all. Don't get me wrong. I still do a little bit, a little bit of it as an accessory to maintain some elements of my phys my physicality and performance. Yes, ten percent, twenty percent of it's great. I don't, I'm not discounting that, but doing only that and having that as your main driver and motivation, that is pretty meaningless. I was gonna say, I was gonna ask your opinion on this, but I've heard this before. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I've heard a few studies on this. What is the most attractive thing that a woman finds in a man, like just physically? Mm. What what is it when a woman looks at a man? What is it physically? Um, are you talking about uh, something that can be created, or something like biologically they're born with, or no, just like just more created? Like they go to the gym, they work. Okay. Or like what mm. is it? Um, I reckon if a woman looks at a man, like I yeah, like that. It's always it's always uh, it's, it's it's always shoulders yep. abs and arms yeah that's what I thought it was as well and some women were like yeah fuck yeah arms and stuff like that and the shoulders yeah. it's actually the booty man it's the fucking glutes yeah, so a woman looks at yeah. the ass it's like straight away because of the hip to weight yeah, ratio or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, so they yeah. look at your ass and the thing is most guys work on their fucking top half but not their bottom half yeah yeah you so might true. be like this is full of shit but you know what look into like the nature and the studies and stuff like that behind it but even if it is full of shit like like women like really enjoy a fucking good ass and the thing is most guys have chicken legs like fucking my chicken legs are real bad don't worry but the thing yeah. is with saying that it's like it's it's great to do that but again skipping fucking legs doing all this stuff but we could go into fucking talk about like how important legs is and I love to mm. get uh, we might do that another time because mm -hmm. we'll stay talk. but yeah dude so much to talk about as well. There's so much, yeah. But let's just jump back to where we we're talking about. So after that, when did you start going on to the developmental stage? Because it sounds like it started early on, yep. And you've just done that, and you've taken that um, mindset of every um, your way of life all the way up mm -hmm. to where you are today. So what happened? You were just basically you were doing uni, you're finishing that all off, and then. That's nearly about the time we met after doing all the bodybuilding and stuff like that, correct? Is yeah. That, is that yeah. when the next... Is this when the in, next intersection of your life kicks in? Yeah, pretty much. Like, you know, I, I kind of got over all the bodybuilding and all that kind of jazz. And um, I think I was still doing bodybuilding when I met you, when mm. I first met you. But that's when like the real... When the, when the penny kind of dropped. So w one of our best friends, Eros... Um, you know, he the, the god of love. The, yeah, the god of love is his is his nickname. So he introduced me to. So I was actually I competed with him. He was my training buddy in bodybuilding. Then he introduced me to Andrew. So me and Andrew actually were in the same course together um, at the at the beginning of the black the way of the black dragon, which is Shay Matthews' course. A beginner's a beginner's beginner night. A beginner night, like it was like an introduction kind of night that I went to, and it was like two hours. I remember Andy sitting in front of me and looked like some bogan Aussie guy with long hair. And I was just like, I was, yeah, which he completely <laughs> was, and he just seemed like he was just blurting out verbal diarrhea at the at the at the introduction night and asking random questions. But I could tell like he was really curious, always had a real learner's mindset, wanting to learn, really curious about your know, spirituality, about yoga, all that kind of stuff, which is what this course was about, about masculinity. He was really interested about masculinity and developing it and how to harness it. And I did find that really interesting. And then I think Eros became good friends, uh, met up with him a couple of times. He's like, dude, Eros told me one day, he's like at the gym, he was like, dude, you got to meet this guy, Andy. I'm like, who's Andy? It's like that guy from the way of the Black Dragon course. Like I met him in the city. This guy is like, he approaches chicks during the day. I'm like, what do you mean approaches chicks during the day? He's like, he picks up girls during the day. I'm like, what? What? And he's like, yeah, he actually goes up to chicks as they're like shopping and walking down the street, like makes them laugh, gets their number, 
and fucking ends up meeting up with him and banging him. And like, he's even like gotten relationships out of this. I'm like, what? Is that even possible? What the fuck? That was out of my paradigm at that stage. Like I was very much in the paradigm of like, you only go out at night or you on Tinder. And I don't know whether Tinder was even around then. I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty sure it was. Was it? No, I don't know. No. Maybe. Some, some dating app. Something, there. some dating app. I thought the only way was to go out with the boys, sit around, have a few drinks, a group of like 10 dudes, look at each other. And then one person would have enough courage um, to go up to a chick and then just talk to her, <laughs> uh, and then all and That's then so it's so crazy. And then and then all the dudes, if you get rejected, all the boys would just be, will piss themselves, and then you would never do it again because you'd be too self conscious to do it ever again. <laughs> so that that was my idea of picking up chicks. Um, but I I had been in one relationship before then for two years and big um, boy, oh yeah, big boy, <laughs> <laughs> big boy, big relationship, big relationship, big boy, and, th- and that was purely just uh, because my muscles that I got that, that I got that chick. <laughs> I, could, I could see it as well. <laughs> so yeah, um, so Eros was like talking to you in the the gym saying. Yeah, I've got to meet this dude, and then uh, I, I ended up meeting up with you, and um, yeah, it was it was really cool. I think me and you clicked clicked pretty much instantly, yeah. And then from then on, it was just you know building each other's company, getting to know each other, building each other's trust. Um, I did I did a beginner course with you at one stage where you just taught me about how to approach chicks and all that kind of jazz, which was really cool. Yeah, but a buddy of his that was a buddy of ours that was. Fucking! Cr- this is how it works. We had this buddy called Kava. Like he was always coming up to him, like, "Oh, dude, I really wanted to know how to do this thing." And seem like, might I add, he was already fucking good with chicks. Like I remember when he came at the start, he's like, "Dude, I'm only doing this really because uh, Kava really wants to do it. He doesn't want to do it by himself." This guy was a fuck. You knew him from fucking from Eros and like mm. being, being jacked as well. And he was mm. a jacked, he was a jacked dude who like, hey, he's an aggressive little fucking Greek dude. You can only imagine. So <laughs> aggressive Greek dude that was like. You know, he's a hustler as well. He's a fucking hustler, good at business, very charismatic. Um, One of the dudes that just knows everyone that knows someone. (laughs) And back in the day, he was a good looking dude. He's still a good looking dude now. He's like kind of jacked. Like, yeah, he just had his, but he was just like very much like in his head all the time. And, you know, wanting to learn how to, the system. He was very much a learning learner mindset as well, always wanting to learn. So, yeah, yeah he just he didn't want didn't want to do the pickup course by himself back in the day when Andy was teaching it. So I'm like, all right, I'll do it. I think at that stage I had like five or six girls on rotation a week. I was, yeah, I, was, I, was I was killing it. You did like <laughs> five six, and that was like you're actually one of the girls who actually make, became your like yeah. proper girlfriend at the time. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I'm only doing this for him. And then all of a sudden, I remember he comes on the course and like he was like. Fuck! He was so like he's a good friend of ours. Like both of us, we actually live with him. That's a we got, got to go for another podcast for this and <laughs> talk about all our sex parties and debauchery there. And there's so many topics we'll delve into. But I want to be, do a bit of an intro. But this guy was good friends with fucking Sim, and holy shit! At the time, he even says he was he was egotistical as fuck. Jesus Christ! I remember meeting him for the first time. Do you remember this? I always say this story, but we met him. <laughs> so I met Sim. <laughs> And and cover at the fucking at Flinders Street Station for the first like session, so to speak. And then I walked up to um, Sim and I walked up to Kava, went and gave Sim a hug, and then I went up to Kava to give him a hug. Like it's so funny because how much he's changed now. I went up to this guy, I'm like, hey bro, um I'm Andrew, went to give him a hug. He's like, Don't fucking touch me, bro. I was like <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. That's amazing. I was like, 
all right, cool. This is how we're starting. Let's get into it. He basically gave me the money. He's like, all right, let's fucking do this. I'm here to fucking meet chicks, all right? So it was like a journey of absolutely humbling him and destroying him for like, I think, four weeks or so on the weekend. So it was pretty nuts. Yeah, he had a, he had a, he had a real tough, tough head mindset, like gangster, kind of like, you know, kind of like in the hood, kind of like, you know, I know my shit, you know, I'm, I'm a bad motherfucker kind of, kind of vibe. And then by the end of it, he was like, he was doing the Macarena on the fucking, like, in the middle, like, Fed Square, like, you know, like, hugging Andy, kissing Andy on the, on the cheek, yeah. all that kind of jazz. Like, he it was so, it was such a big transformation. But he had, he was open to it. He was really open to it, I think. Yeah, it was for him just, like, doing ridiculous shit. It sounds, like, weird. Like, he had to get broken out of his fucking skull, like, broken out of his own fucking head to break forward so then he could do so. Just fucking, like, it was such a whirlwind of all that. But in regards to Sim's story, he was just like, yeah, I'm already good at this. And, whew, jeez. But then after that, after, like, meeting Eros, like, Eros and I, we first met, and he came on, like, a retreat I just did recently in Poland. Eros came, and he taught me a lot about, I actually put out to the universe, believe it or not, or whatever. I go, I really want to learn about how to get fit and healthy, like, strong, like, from a proper dude with nutrition stuff. And Eros came along, go, I know how to do that. And he's like, well, I want to learn from someone who's good with chicks. And I was like, well, I can teach you a few things I know. Then we just swapped ideas. And then, yeah, Sim came along as well, which was cool. Mm. But so- what in shoot after this? Holy moly. Yeah, man. Jesus. This what is, a world this, is, this is still only the beginning of everything. So what we'll probably do, we'll probably wrap this up shortly. And yep. just like go into a second um, episode where the second episode basically starts from doing the project fucking deacon which project yeah. Deacon was just a fucking yeah. oh we'll start at project deacon so we'll start at project deacon next yeah. next um uh episode we'll actually talk about project deacon project deacon was just a, basically a house that our buddy had that was just a fucking f- in summer of what was it 2000 and maybe 15 15 that he was house sitting a, a family member's house that he was house a mansion in a fucking affluent fucking state no affluent That's- suburb in melbourne like st kilda jesus christ the fucking debauchery that got up there it I became think- a fuck den essentially this, this place had like nine rooms or ten rooms and it had like an underground wine cellar and every room was fucking taken with people fucking but we'll actually go into the detail about that so next one i reckon we'll start this is where the journey of sexuality and just debauchery for me and sim's relationship started to really ensue so yeah it's gonna totally. be really good but apart from that man in regards to your journey is there anything else you want to share about just um, going, going back before we take on that next role nah not too much i think i'll just pretty much just wrap up saying that yeah in terms of the in terms of the journey you know I'll talk a little bit. I talked a lot about the fitness. So obviously, the fitness was went from the um, from the bodybuilding to the strongman to the powerlifting, and then you know my my having to deal and battle with a few early onsets of chronic illness that I did have early on in my like when I was probably around when I was meeting you. I got my first bout of like chronic inflammation which i had to deal with after a trip from, to hong kong mm. so traveling did fuck me up a bit to my after my first trip to hong kong i had a chronic bout of inflammation in my upper chest in my in my stomach and in my upper chest which i had to battle and you know and then my joints all flared up which was almost like a rheumatoid arthritis which really pushed me onto the movement train and understanding the body and the gut and the mind and how it's all related and it works to overcome chronic injury or chronic illness 
So that's kind of how it, how that that portrayed, and the mindset shifting was already begun from you know day dot, and you know bringing and meeting you and Eros and Mike and a whole bunch of other people um, really you know created the company or the tribe that actually made each other push each other to grow and change and all that kind of jazz. So the mindset shifting was already happening well well as the body shifting was happening it's funny how everything's in, in, interlinked like yeah you've taught me a lot about that you go being even yoga when i was overseas but you you drilled it to me first going if you're flexible in your mind you're no if you're flexible in your body you're flexible in your mind mm-hmm. and that's why i it's like people like you're a fucking hippie you do yoga i'm like just do yoga because it really stretches your body and opens that up and you've talked a lot about all the stretching and stuff you do which is amazing well you just t- signed up two clients the other day from an mma gym you're going to be like they're kind of you're going to be like fucking the ito portel of like teaching the fucking dudes about like what we're doing like the ito portel to Conor McGregor, essentially, that's your fucking jam as well, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm so and one of the niches that I'm working on now is getting um, fighters, so anyone from boxers to kickboxers to MMA dudes to BJJ guys, getting them really fucking good and efficient with their movement, and getting to realize that the body, the whole body, is one structure, and learning how to move efficiently, create resilient bodies, so they don't get injured how to articulate their joints in all different angles and planes of motion so they can be powerful, strong in, from all angles of movement, you know what I mean? So they can be on one leg and they can have power. They can be one leg and their body can be rotated and twisted and they can still have power. They cannot get injured, you know what I mean? And this translates to the normal dude as well. Like if the normal dude, you know, doesn't want to get hurt when he's picking shit up or, you know, banging his missus or banging some hoe, like... This is all translates to it. How much, how much, how much, how capable and how confident do you want to be in your body? But that's the same with sexuality when we talk about that. A lot of guys like with um, sex, they just go, I see the pussy as the pussy. And I always have this joke like the whole woman is a pussy. Her whole mm. body is a pussy. See her whole body is a pussy. You're stimulating her mind, her body and her soul. And that is all a pussy. And when you can do that, you see shit change. Instead of going, I'm localizing it just to her fucking, just to her fucking pussy. It's like, No. Or localizing the same, just localizing it to the bicep. It's like her whole body's a pussy. Unlock her mind, unlock her body. Everything's gonna fucking change. And you always talk about how intellect, the in um insect connected, the mind is to the body and mm. shit like that. Which is fuck. It's the same as sex. If you're just like mechanically getting on top and thinking you're a fucking gun because you can do for one technique with your finger, good luck, buddy. Good luck. Yeah. Like it's the whole fucking shit, as you're saying. Imagine some. It's like you're trying to get on a chick and do a bicep curl. Like, bro. If you want to be good in bed, you got to learn how to move. And that's why we actually brought fucking Sim Daddy Black Mamba on board to the best <laughs> she ever had um, product. And he's in there for a bonus and basically a product itself of him teaching you how to move and open your fucking hips, open your body so you don't fuck like a board. And that's actually a, a sick story to probably that's end another on. story. That's another story. Let's not go into the whole thing, but like actually, this is like, we'll, we'll, we'll say the whole story probably next episode, but basically, <laughs> I got... Sims is too popular with pimp, pimp game level 10. <laughs> but what it is, is in short, I remember we were fucking a chick together and this is, everyone's like, how'd you get good at sexuality? Like I'd have mentors, but then fucking this motherfucker killed my fucking ego. I was fucking a chick with him. We'll break it down another time. And I was like fucking like, I'm like, hey, break it down, man. How can I be better in bed? He's like, you want the honest truth? I'm like, honest man. He goes... You fuck like a board. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, dude, you have no 
undulation of your hips or some shitty, shitty word like that, you yeah. fucking <laughs> you, you wizard reading the fucking dictionary for 30 minutes a day. I never knew that one. <laughs> you want to finish that story? Yeah, please? yeah. So um, it was funny. It was like, it was like mid fucking this chick together. We'd, we'd, we'd like at like a hotel. It was a glammed out hotel. We had this chick come over. And we were just chilling. And she was like, yeah, let's fuck. And we, <laughs> and we ended up we ended up just having this debaucherous time with this chick. And then it got to the point where I think we've probably like fucked it on and off for like six to eight hours. It was just ridiculous. Back and forth. Like he'd jump in, then I'd jump in. And then we like, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was insanity. And it came to a point where he was like, dude, I just want to like, like, give me some, you know, constructive criticism while I'm banging this chick. And like, this is the level to which we go to, to like better each other. It's, it's insanity. Like I was like, all right, this would be cool. Let's, well, let's, uh, let, let, let's actually come from a scientific point of view and see exactly what he's doing here. Movement coach. <laughs> this is the conception of the movement coach. So I was watching him and I could tell that, you know, he had very, very poor spinal movement to break it down in simplistic terms. He had very poor spinal connection with his hips and his neck. And, you know, if you break down the spine into three compartments, he was lacking very much. His lumbar spine wasn't moving. His pelvis wasn't moving. He was pretty much, his whole body was moving as one board. <laughs> so I would call it like an F45 piece of timber. Anyone that's in construction knows construction, like some nice F12 hardwood. <laughs> it's a good terminology for it. It triggered me. It triggered him. And then ever since then, he was self-conscious. I, I, like he's always had this level of self-consciousness around how his hips were moving. And, you know, it, and like always when I, I could always sense it as well when we, every, when we were running the sex parties and I'd walk in a room and he'd bang and be banging like three chicks. I'd be, I'd, be, I'd like, look, I'd look at him and he'd look at me from the corner of, my, corner of, corner of his eye like I was judging him. <laughs> like I was judging him of how he's was moving. mobility cut. <laughs> I'd walk in there, he'd be big, he'd be like having to force him with three chicks and I'd just be like, I'd open the door and be like, the hips still aren't moving <laughs> and then you see his dick would just get soft and, be, and then it'd be over and then, I'd, and then I'd take the three chicks and bag and finish it off for him <laughs> get out <laughs> that's another story for another day that one as well but yeah we'll, we'll, we'll keep on fucking target for this but Jesus Christ when I'm like he pulled it down it actually got me a bit self-conscious because we're going back and forth with this chick was like ass in the air for doggy style and then all of a sudden he'd jump in and fuck her and then I'd just like tag in and then we'd try and fuck as hard as we can this girl. But the thing is, I can't believe I've never seen this dude. Like Sim's about the same size as me back then, but he was actually, sorry, no, it wasn't. Sim's height was the same size, but he's like a bigger fucking dude than me. But Jesus Christ, the way he could ram this chick. I'm like, I'm looking at this chick. I'm like, I should hold her while she's <laughs> loving it. Well, he, this chick is like, like, fuck this motherfucker can bang bro <laughs> well i'm looking i'm like my ego's getting shattered well i'm like fuck i really wish i did the gym for all those times when sim did because this chick is getting fucked like sim would jump on he'd fuck hard the chick would like yell down the house i'd jump on and try and go as hard as sim but <laughs> how the fuck's that gonna happen with all sims year experience in the gym and me having chicken legs and she's making a bit of noise but not as much as sim Fucking hard. Then I'm like, give me feedback. He goes, your hips are tight. That's why I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so then I started doing salsa and started working with Sim and going, how do I open my hips so I don't fuck like a board? Because if I if I keep going down this route, I'm going to be a lonely man who's bald in no time. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy story and that's the level to which we go to, to better each other. That's what I'm saying. It's so important to have dudes in your life that give you constructive criticism. Yeah, this is an over-the-top example for sure, but on a day-to-day basis... On a week to week, month to month, sometimes when, we, when we're traveling, especially when Andy's, Andy's overseas, we only we only talk once a month sometimes. But when we talk, it's real. We break shit down. We're like, what's up? What's been going? Where can I improve? This is a situation. What do you see? Like, he knows he's going to get an honest, you know, a rational opinion from me, from someone who's level-headed, you know, and vice versa. I'm going to get this good, inf- good, solid information from a bro that I can trust and I'm going to give him constructive criticism where, where, where I can better him and where he can better me. And I know that he's not going to take it personally. I can say the most, you know, devastating thing to him. Like he might be in love with someone and I might say the most devastating thing to him. And he might be like, are you serious? I'm like, dude, serious. Think about it. This is what I think. This is what I see from my experience that I know you this well. And this is what's happening. Then he'll think about it. He'll be like, dude, you're fucking right. I see it. I didn't, I didn't want to admit it, but you're right. And vice versa, he'll call me out and shit and he has so many times in the past and has changed the course of my life a lot because he's given me sound advice that I couldn't see when I'm in the cloud of the, the emotion or the storm. That's good. Yeah. The cloud of the emotion and storm. Yeah, we always talk about that. What we do, I'm like, dude, if you're with the wrong chick and we can see it's really bad for you, like really bad, but you're clouded by the, the emotional fucking whirlwind or fucking chaos. It's like, time you to a tree until the emotions subside. That's it. <laughs> so that's kind of like an inside joke. But I think that's a good fucking just like wrap up pretty much mm. nearly for the today's podcast of like really tapping into having a, someone close who really cares about you. And like, you don't have to fucking have your best money and best mate and fuck chicks together and then he critiques and breaks it down. But if you want to do that, that's a cool way. It's like a sex survey with both of you. It's like breaking it down, what you did well, what you didn't do well. Because I know some dudes really like doing that. But for where Sim and I are at now, we're over that fucking stage. Um, we haven't done that for ages. But at the same time, you know what? We really uh, enjoyed a lot of fucking times together with our fucking women and sex parties and gangbangs. And like, not just that, like even just like being bros and being like breaking shit down as um, Sim said. It's just, it's incredible to have someone like that who tells you exactly what's going on and only has your best interest at heart and wants nothing from you. And a lot of guys are like, how do I build these fucking connections? It's like, dude, you've got to just be real with people and put your, yourself on the line. I don't pretend to be Sim. I, I wear my hat and run my lane and he runs his lane and does his thing. There's a lot of things that I do that Sim doesn't want to do. There's a lot of things that Sim does that um, I'm like, no, I don't want to do that, man. Like he's working out like sometimes twice a day. I'm like, fuck that. I'll probably do three times a week. And Sim's like still like, hey, dude, let's do this and here's the benefits. So... Yeah, that's that's big, big on that. But I think we can talk a lot of like about breakups in the future, how totally. to get over to women. Yeah. This, the, like, are you falling for the woman, or, or are you just infatuated by the sexual fucking like induced coma or fucking um, feelings and stuff like that? Dealing with fucking crazy chicks, um, having really great connections. Like I've seen Sim go through this. Like, there's so much to cover for you guys. But what we'll probably do in the next one is start tapping in to more of the story and like start heating it up and giving you guys perspective about like so stay tuned for the next episode like we'll talk about the sex parties we'll talk about the nitty-gritty we'll talk about setting it up we'll talk about why we stopped doing it we'll talk in depth as well about what happened what didn't happen there's so much to go into yeah there's so much to go into and there's so many experiences and 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 things that we can elaborate on that that will help you guys and give you guys perspective and that's why we're doing this you know what i mean if it gives you guys even one thing to think walk away and think about 
that's my job done, you know what I mean? But in saying that, Sim does offer services and his services are if you are fucking a girl and you do want some um, someone to critique you while you're fucking them, it's only um, 2,000 US dollars. So it's not, that, it's not that bad, you know? <laughs> he'll, watch, he'll watch your fuck game and make sure your hips are moving and sometimes he'll move your hips. But there's a funny story of actually put a guy's cock into a pussy, but that's another story <laughs> for another day. And he's like, thank you, just because he couldn't get his cock in that angle. So I helped him slip it in. He goes, thanks, man. Only a real true brother would do that. <laughs> True, true story it happened <laughs> we know we know the guy very well as well we won't name names <laughs> but he's just he's, he's a loose motherfucker but in saying that i think that's pretty much it for today but yeah we will definitely be doing another episode very shortly um on part two for this because there's so much to um, delve into then we'll probably do individual episodes because i've had fun today man how about you yeah me too it's been great just shooting shit with you and talking a little bit about my journey, you know, there's there's so many bits and pieces that we'd still love to cover, which would be great. We'll definitely cover them in uh, the next episode, which would be awesome. Yeah, so wrapping all that up, thank you very much for tuning in today and I hope you've got something out of it. Today was a little bit different in the respect of like we're talking all about Sim's life, a bit about my life, but mainly like getting a good perspective because he is so intelligent in regards to what he knows. And yeah, we're going to have a lot more interviews and if you really enjoyed that one, let me know. Also, if you want to get in contact with Sim, big fucking cock, black daddy, black mamba, whatever you want to call him, the fucking the move of movers, do it. And what you can do is, what's the best way to contact you, Sim? So, the best way to contact me at the moment is either through my Facebook or through my Instagram. So, you can find my um, Instagram, which is SimMoveMethod. Um, that's my Instagram handle. Uh, we'll put it on a link somewhere, I'm sure. And um, through Facebook, SimCara, or you can look up Strength Integrated Movement, which is my business. So Strength Integrated Movement is the name of the business and Sim Move is the short form for it. So you can find all good things, movement, health, longevity, performance, sleep, the gut related things there. So definitely hit me up if you're interested in some sort of training or you want to amplify your life in terms of the way you move, the way you think, the way you rewire your cognition and, you know, set yourself up for longevity and performance in in the future because the way you move is the way you fuck so <laughs> that's what i'm saying when i at the start of this podcast i'm like there's only one dude i'm afraid who if he had if he had one of my women for one night because he knows all the shit that i know in the bedroom and he knows his own fucking variations and all the stuff in the women he's fucked like jesus christ and he's fucking more stronger than me and because i tried to wrestle with him the other day bjj fuck my life like fuck my <laughs> life so i tried to wrestle he fucking submitted me and then we did boxing the only thing i had one up on him like let's box we sparred one day body sparring the fuck can't, they can't bust in my rib like didn't break it but i, I was wheezing and he's like you could just see him walking around like conor mcgregor swinging his arms thinking he was like jack shit i'm like fucking hell i don't have anything all i do maybe my cock's bigger you don't know but we'll go with that <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing i have these days <laughs> but, <laughs> my little pencil dick <laughs> but it's it's crazy it's fucking i've fucking lost my train of thought but yeah as i said if you if you, if you can't find him on those handles definitely hit us up on the um, sexualquantumleap.com email and you can also send us an email and i'll get you in contact with this incredible human being but it is definitely not the last that you're going to hear from him 
Yeah, so that's it. If you have any more questions, send it through. Thank you so much for listening today. And also, yeah, you can if you have any questions, send it through. Or if you would like a topic covered on the podcast, yell out and let us know. Give us feedback about what you thought. Do you like this more style interview where it's just Sim and I talking shit? Do you want some more people interviews? I'm actually going to be bringing some girls who are fucked on soon. And, and we're just going to be like going back and forward. And they're going to be talking about their degenerate stories about how I bent them over and did some really nasty things to them, which they'll screaming to the neighbors about and all that shit and then you'll learn a lot about like how i actually became a chode shit in bed to becoming actually a lot better but in saying that as i said the best thing you can do and help us out would be share this with your friends share this with your colleagues share this with your neighbor next door so that he can understand why you're fucking so good and making so much noise because you're becoming the best a woman's ever had and we always want to make sure that we leave her better and wetter so thank you again mr sim it has been fucking awesome any final words Pleasure. Thanks for having me and make sure you don't fuck like a board. Don't fuck like a board. It's not fun. You don't want to get critiqued by Sim. On that note, peace and we'll see you soon.